Hi, I'm Colin Sutherland, Executive Vice President of Sales and Marketing at Geotab, and welcome to a new season and a new episode of Connected with Geotab, the podcast where we ask guests um, to share their ideas about trends and what is driving business today. Uh, and today we have an industry expert. It's really my pleasure to, to talk to Susan Beardsley, the Principal Analyst at ABI Research, who really has been maintaining a pulse on all things in the commercial transportation uh, with respect to telematics and beyond, um, not just in the United States, but globally. So uh, welcome, Susan. It's a delight to be able to talk to you again today. Thank you, Colin. And absolutely, we certainly appreciate our relationship with GTAB over the last probably close to five years. Uh, what I cover for ABI Research, which has been around for nearly 30 years, is I lead our freight transportation and logistics services, Colin mentioned. So it covers all modes of transport with a focus on over the road as well as the related uh, fulfillment and logistics portion of the supply chain. So um, really, I look at, at all regions, as Colin has mentioned, and then work with my colleagues across specific technologies that impact the supply chain, anything from blockchain and AI to robotics, et cetera. Yeah, looking back five years ago, I recall when we were first talking, when you think all the way back then, that was before the AOBRD mandate in the United States, which required all trucks to be connected, truck drivers to be connected. And here we are, you know, 2020 with uh, that over the road segment, the trucking segment, which in the United States is um, obviously now fully, fully on board with all, all the trucks in the United States are mandated, but that's not necessarily the case globally. I wonder if you want to share you know, some of the trends you see in the commercial vehicle space and maybe also, you know, from the past year, but maybe also sort of re reflect on, in your experience, you know, the, the impact of tachograph in Europe and maybe other parts of the world with respect to even the over-the-road commercial truck space. What I would focus with the, the mandate tied to hours of service in the U.S., which, of course, you have coming up very soon in Canada as well with a different take, which I think is very important to call out that it is certified as opposed to self-certified. So the third parties will draw a much specific set of competitors in that space. Um, also largely been uh, the different criteria from the, the FMCSA in the States uh, largely have been focused on, on long haul carriers or carriers that go a certain distance and, and certainly within the hours of service limitations. However, tied to what we see this year, there's a tremendous amount of growth driven by um, e-commerce. Walmart last quarter was up um, somewhere like over 90% in e-commerce orders, but Walmart in Mexico was up over 200%. So granted, it's a smaller base, but the opportunity... Um, and tied to that, we see a lot of trucks that are moving across micro-fulfillment centers, that are moving smaller distances closer to suburban and urban areas, even things like convenience stores. Um, so the types of trucks that are now um, gaining more mileage are not just your typical 18-wheeler. So I think that really opens up a penetration that may be in North America, for example, in parts of Europe, maybe it's um, 18 to 20 or 30%, but that leaves a lot of headroom in other markets, including 
parts of APAC, um, parts of Latin America, et cetera, you're really talking sub 20% penetration in many of those markets. And we look at it across use cases. So I think a lot of the growth we see are in what we call services markets, which ABI details. And so that can be anything from last mile, which has seen tremendous growth, emergency services, government, other services like the trades, who may even be using, say, uh, a Ford series, a GMC, other types of uh, light duty to very low and medium duty vehicles. So that's one thing from a growth perspective, from a penetration perspective. And then this last mile delivery, that uh, that ties very closely uh, to the need for contactless this year, especially over the last seven months. And so in order to do that in a compressed timeline, I think the capabilities that telematics provide are incredibly valuable besides where is my stuff, if you will, which was baseline, but it's vehicle health management, which a GeoTab can tie into. It can tie into more and more things to do with um, cargo, whether that's cargo safety um, or information about the cargo, like cold chain, for example, working with some of your partners. I think that's an area where GeoTab has proven above and beyond any other competitor is through your marketplace and through your deep partnerships that you really have build out that full picture that can be very much customized depending on which and vertical you're speaking of. And then I'd like to close it out with things like transparency and flexibility. Uh, or transparency visibility as well are incredibly important. Our supply chain has never been this stressed as far as understanding how to quickly bring products together safely and how to disperse them across multiple outlets. And so as Geotab continues to strengthen that overall with the partners that including um, things like uh, TMS, right? Very, very important. And so I think that's, and then the flexibility of whether you put it in a van or whether you have time to move it across interstate or inner province, right? Are, are all important. And those really resonate whether you're talking about Europe or APAC or LAR or North America. Uh, all of those transparency, flexibility, and in many cases, digitalization of, of that all tie back to telematics. Do you have a sense of um, how prepared the commercial transportation industry was from a data perspective right now in the year 2020 and going into next year? Um, do you feel that this is a hard lift for the overall industry or do you feel that the industry is already kind of tracking it? I think that's fair. I think it's very bifurcated would be the honest answer, Colin. And I think some of it is if you look, taking the states as one example, but beyond just the states. With the ELD mandate, as you know, there were some 400-ish self-certified, some of them which have already gone by the wayside. And those aren't scalable. They aren't secure. Um and they aren't necessarily reliable. And so those have put some fleets at a tailspin. Um, so I think the ability for companies like Geotab that can scale, uh, that are utterly dependable, that have the customer service, aftercare, if you will, professional services in place, I think they're in a different airspace, if you will. Um, I also think looking forward, there's a large need for consolidation. So as we're looking into our fall 
uh, season or Q4 and into 2021. Um, I would love to hear your perspective about what you're excited about for the balance of the year. Uh, from, from my end, and I'll kind of lead your witness there maybe, is that we're feeling like we can actually do a forecast, which is very positive <laughs> that we feel like we're able to do a 12-month forecast and and look well into next year right now um, with the current engagement of our of, of the market. But I would love to hear what you think is exciting right now in the overall industry and maybe where you see the rest of the year and, and going into 2021. Uh, what to look forward to. And so one is, I've looked very much at a V-shaped recovery, which I think we can say overall, if we look at things like um, OEM sales, trailer sales, spot rates, things like that, very much at a whole. That being said, going back to my bifurcated comment, you may see more talking about a K-shaped recovery. And that's to me the bifurcation where certain, some of your fleet customers that fall into those essential goods, food, beverage, uh, pharma, um, even DIY centers, some of the furnishings are have been incredibly above the norm. In fact, I would say that a lot of companies I talked to, some of the things they wanted to adapt in their five-year plan, they've already started adapting this year. It may be off of a slow base, but there's a very large pickup. That being said, under current circumstances heading into 2021, I think we see some of the downside, the bottom part of the K still uh, for things that have to do with entertainment, um, vacation, hotels, uh, some restaurants, right? So some of that business is still been very much impacted. But you're right. I do believe that transportation is uh, returning to a lot of rates much faster than some other industries. And so I think the convenience and the habit forming of having, whether it's curbside delivery or delivery to your home. So I think that last mile, last yard delivery is going to continue to stay very strong. I think the digitization, which we saw some early spurts with things like blockchain, Walmart and IBM as examples, and many others, I think we'll start to see that in the future, start to edge into uh, over-the-road transport and not just maritimes. And the other bit that's incredibly important is we knit these things together, as well as early ADAS, the SAE Level 2, that we see with companies like Daimler and Volvo. And I want to just call out, as I was looking at this the other day, and this was not a planned comment, um, Geotab has done an amazing job with OEM relationships just in the last year, which is public in our competitive assessment. I've never seen a company build up that far, that fast, at that at that rate, if you will, across a, a diverse set of OEMs. So I've mm -hmm. known you for a few years now. Yeah. And I think one of the first introductions I had to ABI was something that ABI does that's unique in terms of the, our industry globally, which is the ABI ranking. I really wanted to be able to share your thoughts here on this podcast is because I have an awful lot of respect, respect for you as, a, as an individual who cares about the industry and takes yes. a hands-on approach. I also care about ABI's approach as a business that takes a very hands-on approach. So maybe you could share with us you know, the ranking approach um, overall and uh, what it means to our industry. Absolutely. So we've been doing this, I think, for over six years now, at least in, in the time that I'm aware and, and possibly before. It actually started out 
at a much longer list of about 20 or so companies. I've brought it down now from 20 to 11, kind of chipping away year by year. So it's more of an apples to apples approach. And by far, that is not just subscription, although clearly Geotab has the largest subscription market, which is fantastic. But one does not come to number one ranking by simply market share alone. So we look at really two major areas. One is implementation, and that looks at things like your geographic presence. Um, so are you in both different continents, for example? So what is, what is the spread both uh, really at a holistic manner? Another one is looking at any type of sound financial practices as available. Others are really looking at things like uh, product portfolio and things like um, user experience, which we know everybody, we're all consumers and we bring that into the business world. So you really have to find that, that common ground. Then innovation is the other piece, which is very critical. So we look at different things like ADAS. We look at things that include um, video capabilities, uh, we look at things like vehicle health management. That's that's another category. Um, other things like AI and machine learning is, is another piece. And I go through in-depth interviews with these companies as well as going much deeper into financial reports and investor reports and um, before all this happened, meeting as much as possible with people face-to-face -face, uh, to take a look at said solutions. And I have actually been known to stop stop truckers to ask questions or see what's what's on their cab. Uh, so I have a lot of unofficial um, qualitative versus quantitative um, statistics, if you will. And it's really looked at side by side. It's looked at year over year. Uh, we do continue to look at up and coming companies of which you and I both, both know. Um, but there has to be enough transparency from these companies that we feel that we can really do it justice, which is why I have a separate disruptors report for some of them that are, say, perhaps pre-IPO, as an example. But um, yes, we there's a lot of due diligence. We go through a peer review cycle through two layers of management, at least. So so everything. And we're excited about the new way we're presenting in, in PowerPoint as a much more interactive um, easily digestible, and we really hope it's a value. Not every customer I have is actually a telematics customer. So sometimes I have customers that will come to me or prospective customers and want to know what I think about telematics. And since I've done the research and continue to do it, I feel that I can feel very comfortable in recommending a very short list of companies that their needs. We really appreciate that that kind of uh, in-depth look, um, Susan, when we read your research. It's not just, it's nice to, to be ranked number one um, and for two years in a row. And it, right. that's, a, that's a great, great um, sort of statement of accomplishment. What is even more valuable to us, though, is understanding why. And uh, where where do you, as a person who's active in the industry, seeing what's happening in the overall industry, um, seeing where you know other other companies in other regions um, maybe requiring technologies that that we need to pay attention to. So maybe you could just highlight for us in the last global ranking what were the highlights for you in terms of Geotab's ranking that really stood out for you as far as our technology and and what we do as a company and why 
you sort of earned your your uh, number one ranking this year. I, absolutely. I'll call it a few things, Colin. So one, and some of this I've mentioned, but just to really come back and, and emphasize it, is the tremendous growth of, of OEM relationships. So as you and I look out, the closer we get, I believe SAE level four, so depending on the audience, Society of Automotive Engineers, that shows the level of, of ADOS and autonomy in a given vehicle, cars or trucks. As we move closer to that, it's going to be less pure aftermarket. Now, granted, it's going to take a long time for the penetration to rise, but to look at this market as purely an aftermarket is short-sighted, in my opinion. And so that was one of the growth elements year over year that I saw Geotab demonstrate is awareness of not just where the market is now, but where it's headed. So I think that's incredibly, and, and the having the open systems. I will say your marketplace continues to be second to none and your competitors recognize that. I, in conversations I have with other competitors, that that is absolutely not just my opinion, but, but there's that you really stand deeply apart in that. I think some of the other things, we see the rise of video, which I continue to see growing exponentially. When you and I started talking, it, in cab was very nascent. There's still a long development, but the partnership that you have with Lytix is just really another item. Uh, also, coopetition is the word that I use. You've done work with Trimble, for example. Um, I think not putting yourself in a siloed position, and that goes beyond um, open APIs and SDKs, right? That's that's really, and this goes back to my statement on the best in class. Um, I've already mentioned the security to me as a non-negotiable. And then you also continue to grow your geographic footprint um, because uh, no one can depend on one specific market. You've done some of the acquisition growth uh, like you did with the tachographs, right? So that puts you in a very smart position over the last year to grow in the European market, which is very fragmented if you look country by country. And from all your travels, I'm sure you're aware of it. Um, beyond acquisitions that Michelin um, and um, Bridgestone made last year, um, many of the next layer down may have only a few thousand subscriptions. So I think there's a very strategic entry point, even if it's a mature market, uh, to potentially gain share from some people that don't have the scale, the security, and the relationships that you have. Yeah, again, thanks, Susan. So we look forward to, uh, you know, continuing to discuss that with you as we march forward over the next um, 12, 24 months into, uh, into next year, in the year after, and year after that, to see, uh, you know, how our, our industry evolves. Um, speaking of the future, I yes. wonder, and I don't ask, I don't expect people to have crystal balls. I wish I did, but because uh, there's so many, so many things that are uncertain. But maybe, you know, if you were to look into the future, and you know, I'll, I'll give you as many as far your as far as your headlights want to shine. You want to go out ten years and talk about a ten year future, uh, or if you think it's more near term, just give us some overviews as far as our the telematics industry goes and in the commercial transportation space. Um, what predictions might you have that we should be keeping our eyes open for? Absolutely. So I'll give you a couple. I'll start the nearest term and then move out the farthest. So nearest term, I think comprehending cold chain 
is mission critical. I believe not only as things change from a distribution standpoint to grocery and household versus more restaurants and mass entertainment, that, that changes the amount and the location. And then as we look at vaccines across the world, there's going to be a need not only to have those tied more closely, uh, probably with greater technical abilities, greater sensing, greater connectivity across uh, different platforms, right? So I think that's uh, especially through 2021 and, and potentially into 2022. So that's one. Two, I think understanding the role of telematics in the early stage of new form factors for last mile, last yard. If you think of like a neuro or a Starship technology, what role does that play um, that still have to have things like vision, like sensing, where is that vehicle, if you will, or AMR as they're often called. So I think that's, an, that's another piece. They won't necessarily replace other vehicles, but they're an important part of, of a fleet, a different kind of fleet. So I think that contactless bit is something that will continue. I think continued digitization is also something incredibly important of how things like Geotab and, and other companies that play in TMS can link to WMS uh, and eventually to ERP and provide a end-to-end -end view over time. And that's something that I think you've built a lot of the foundation and have such a data-rich, data-focused organization that I think you have those capabilities. Looking farther ahead, um, electrification. I think we're seeing a lot more focus, not just in Southern California, not just in Europe. Um, we see the big OEMs. So Colin, the, the newest... The newest evaluation tool that you have that allows people to determine the best solution. Um, so I think that's very important. And the last one is as we move across the SA level two to level four, um, telematics still play a role. More likely, as I said, there's going to be more OEM based uh, focus, especially when we move to L4. But long term, there has to be an integration at the OEM level. Um, and then along with that, my last bit re somewhat related is, as 5G eventually becomes ubiquitous, how does that fit into a vehicle-to-vehicle, vehicle-to-infrastructure um, world where eventually, especially in urban areas, uh, there needs to be a constant uploading and what happens with real-time operating systems versus what can be up-leveled to the cloud, anonymized, and brought back down? So I appreciate your... You're helping me with some of your ideas as well. Um, that's the interesting part about our industry, depending on the lens and that your experience, uh, the seat that you come from, you always have different different thoughts into the future. And I uh, really appreciate yours very, very much. Um, for the folks that are, are listening to podcasts, um, I would recommend you check out ABI's research. Um, you know, we have worked, as I said, with ABI for a few years now. Um, the research extends not just commercial vehicle, um, obviously also last mile, but also government, um, transportation systems, smart cities. Uh, there's quite a lot of research there for you to engage. And um, as you can hear, Susan's a great ambassador and uh, analyst of, of ABI's overall organization. Um, we found them to be an absolutely um, outstanding organization. And thank you again, Susan, for, for joining me today, spending your time. Uh, I look forward to our next conversation, which will be very soon. Yes. And um, yeah, thanks again, Susan. I, I really wish you all the well, all the best in uh 
as you go into 2021. All the best to people at ABI. Stay healthy. And um, yeah, we look forward to chatting in the very near future. Thank you, Colin. I really appreciate the opportunity and I always love our engagements uh, back and forth. I always learn something and I always enjoy sharing with you. So thank you, Colin. You're the best. Thanks, everyone. Thank and we look forward to sharing another episode of Connected with Geotab in the very near future. So thanks, Went. Thanks again to Susan. And thank we'll you. Check you later. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye.